Hey, I'm um, Pat B. JM uh, the Thrill. Oh, my bad. We don't okay, mess all in order. It's <laughs> preordained. I was Kid. ready. Right. I was ready. And this is the Geek Town here on <laughs> WEMF I Radio. I went in order for five years, man. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Tom, that sounds horrendous. I'm getting the buzz and everything. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Town here on WEMF. I am Pat B. Sorry for the late start. We have technical difficulties up the waz here. And then we have societal difficulties up the waz here. Society. Starting off with the dyslexic order of these suckers. All right, now, I'm going to do, do the roll call. Go ahead. Like, Go okay? ahead. I am Pat B. On the side of me is my man. My homeboy, my main well, Sorry thing. for being introduced first for the past, like, five, six, seven years. You know what I mean? I, I, like, I get it out of my head. You You're got right. an order, though, man. Fault. For the pre-show, it's one, two, well, it's in order it's, here. It's start right. the show. I get some dang behind right. the scenes knowledge right. here for our listeners. I do. I, maybe I do. I missed the roll call. My bad. Don't take your headphones no, off. No, they'll never I'm know. Done. I'm never disappointed. All right. He's ready to fight. He took the headphones off. Can I the be roll Pat the B, You cannot be Pat B. You cannot be. You don't have the voice. You, you, you You're not ever going to get there. Thriller Priest is coming for the throne just now. I noticed that. What's going on here? I'm wearing order. You looked towards my direction when you said, I'm Pat B. You kind of gave me that side eye, like, come on, bro. You know by now. We go in line. I was like, I'm ready to get in. You know what we got here? You know what we got here? It's a mutiny. Okay, no, we got... We got we, <laughs> it is a mutiny. We got Black Don Imus and our own Charlemagne oh, the God. Yeah, that's yeah, what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what's happening. All right. I ain't saying racist stuff for the internet. I was going to say, all you're going to do is be talking smack about Tuneshi 6ix9ine, and then all right. Don't talk about my wife. Welcome to another episode of The Geek Down here on WEMFIM. Pat B to the side of me is my main man, Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. I'm gonna <laughs> run down properly. We have JM the Thriller Priest. Peace, peace. Mix Macabre. Hello. Rick Olive. You? You gotta find something more catchy, man. I like Rick Olive. It's like a It's like a roll off the tongue. It sounds like a porn name. You know what you mean? Rick Olive. But the Cybirds and Here's your mission should you choose to accept it. You give that a pre- you give that a preface, okay? Blank Rick Olive. Are you ravishing Rick Olive? Ooh, Are you ravishing Rick Olive? Ravishing Rick Olive. Yeah, something That's not bad. That's it. I like actually kind of like That's that. That's it, actually. Yeah. yeah. So I got to do the... Gotta, you got to do the swivel hip. Yeah, do it. there you go. You got to signature move. You're ready. Yeah. You got to. I got to hit the gym for like ravishing two more years. Ravishing Rick Olive. I'm in two more years. It's no longer a family-friendly show. And of course, over there... He's got a zen-like focus. Unbreakable. Uh, Just John. I don't know what that noise is. It's, it's a greeting of some sort. Uh, Tim losing his goddamn mind is what it is. <laughs> Ladies and <laughs> we have an action-packed, fun-filled show for you. We have the inside stuff on Anime Boston 2018. Mm-hmm. All that good, good nerd stuff. Yep. Don't be feigned by the excitement in their voice, okay? They got the good, <laughs> no, good. great. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, right? We'll talk about it. All right. Also, dude, I got to check out Game Over, man. No one else <laughs> in house you did. You did, you're right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we did. I watched a <laughs> solid 20 I, minutes. I saw the whole thing, fam. <laughs> Everyone yeah. said that about the movie. Like, yeah, I got a half hour of it. <laughs> yeah, 25 minutes. About 30 minutes. minutes. I got it. No, I like, chipped so. through to the end because of P trying to call me out last week saying That's right. my professionalism Just wasn't notes. up to par. Because you were eating a sandwich while watching the movie. How dare you, this fool says on notes. This fool says on air. Yeah, it's something do. I was doing while I did my laundry. You know, that I is caught not it. what I said. That's I heard I, it from the other room. That is not what I said. That's that is what, what he said. I said. I said this is a movie you should watch while doing laundry. And he admitted that he was actually having food while watching movies. Exactly. Which is a, I, had a, acceptable I had a plane thing. in the other room while I sat down to dinner. Yeah, no, so, but the question no, is, were you in no. the kitchen listening to it while you were making That's a sandwich? That's not true. <laughs> he said he was eating. That's that was in the other room. Good point, sir. Thank you. No, I have my iPad in front of me with a sandwich in my hand, watching while eating. Well, that's all I was doing. Man. This right. movie game right. over, man. I took notes. I know what's going on. I get a backstory. Let, let me find out you were handing out baptisms while you were watching. It's like three words in that book. It's He's like, like yeah, by the way, the water, it's there's right. a bunch of doodles in there. It's like gato with a cat ears and stuff. Your notes are great. Well, in addition to that, we have a Perian Cyberstorm, a name that I have to slow down every time I say it. But, Johnny, tell me if I'm right or not. This looked like a Defender brought into, like, the 21st century. Am I correct? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> no, it's, well, it's, it's like, uh, it's no, like, it's uh, insanely twisted Shadow Planet meets Tron. That sounds like Defender. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, well, you will give us the inside stuff in a bit. This man got to play that on, was it Twitch or was it Steam? 
Uh, it was on the Switch and on Steam. Oh snap! You played it on both. Gangsta like that. Well, I played it on the Switch, but it's available on both. Come on, man! I'm all, I'm all like, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm giving you props and stuff. Are you going cut the undercut? I played it on both with my mind. That's right. That's right. You, <laughs> you, you, you hear that? You hear that, Jay? Man, who did his job? All right. But you don't After know. That. You know, Johnny. He's probably eating cheesy bacon bits while he was doing it. Yeah, you know, Johnny. Johnny sprinkles his apples with cheese. Then just like looks at him. He doesn't eat. And chocolate. <laughs> looks at him. And, and, and chocolate. Like, Lots of chocolate. And, and mind you, for our next review, for the last thing you're about to introduce, mm. I actually see that movie three times. Three I read times. the book three times. That's right. More prep than you did, fam, for the next Real? review. What are we going to review now? Twice. What are we brother, going to review now? Brother, okay, when I read Ready Player One. I had Obama himself oh, dictate the <laughs> Okay, now you How and your that? jealous so, uh, rage. Percival decided to. Uh, Obama rolled up and out to this crime. It was like, it was like he had a jerry curl at that point, too, right? Was that when he had. <laughs> he, was, he was smoking a joint. He just got, got off the interview with Anthony Bourdain yeah. and he was coming in. Hey, now, uh, hey, now uh, don't, don't, uh, don't, don't sleep on Barry. Yo. <laughs> I've had cherry coke. It's better than Monroe coke too. Right? It was like three extra hours longer than mine when I listen to Will Wheaton read it. All right, Man. Quill Wheaton read it. Quill, uh, <laughs> Will. yeah, Quill Wheaton. You mean? Shut up, Wesley. All right, it was Ready you Player One, and we we're talking that about. Says him that on Twitter. I don't. I don't blame him. Imagine your career, if you, if you his prestigious film career, is marred by all these random like twelve-year-olds coming up. I just saw TMG for the first time. Hey, shut up, old man. He's like fifty-six. Like you know what, you little. He really is. Like, really he really is. <laughs> I feel bad. For no, you guys are sad. No, no, no. It's, it's a great. He did. He, what, what messed up is he did this brilliant movie uh, about a cat who works in a toll booth back in like 2002. No one ever talks about that. But TNG is on every other weekend. With that same episode, <laughs> and you see this dude in this skinny ass sweater talking about I can't quite get it down, Captain. <laughs> and, and, and it I remember I was there. I was there. I seen it. Yeah, we got me. All right, too. All right, but we have an action-packed, fun-filled show for you. We're gonna jump right into it again. Yes. I apologize for the late start, but we'll make it up to you right now. Mm-hmm. I kick it over to the one and only Mixed Bacab because yes. they got to check out Anime Boston 2018. I sure did, and I want to start off right off the bat. I getting extra nasally there for some reason. What happened? I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I sure did. I did. Well, I had to, I have to commune with my fellow weeaboos so oh, okay. that they can like understand me better. All right, my bad. Let me, get you, let me get you my asthma pump. You can uh, continue. Yeah. Um, so oh, I just want to start off by saying that I'm. Uh, I almost want to use the term "proud of Anime Boston" because mm. they really got their act together. I think this year, just from last year and a few previous years, with organization, uh, registration line, for example. For those who don't know. Uh, Anime Boston has notoriously taken a very, very long time to run registration. They've had a really ridiculous lines to get into panels. Things seemed a lot more organized this year. They also stepped up content-wise. They had a lot more yeah, uh, content that's for like people over the age of 18 in the evenings. And I'm not even talking about like you know the good hentai or anything. I'm talking about just panels like content, discussion panels, nostalgic screening. They had things that Made I went to the more than just panel. Kids. Oh my god, what do you see? I saw, saw Grandizer. It was a boob. It was a boob. One boob. It was a robot with boob rockets. Robot with boob rockets. No, there was one of the things I went to actually, uh, to, to be a little more specific, things that I enjoyed. They actually had a fan creation theater. So it was like mm-hmm. fan, it was all like, you know, fan videos and stuff like overdubs and whatnot. So they had a screening uh, of AMV Hell 7. And for those who don't know, AMV Hell videos are like, you know, Clips from anime set to different songs, like rap music or like, you know, mm-hmm. overdubbed with something ridiculous. And it was just a ton of fun to, it was packed room. Well, we were talking about funny. that. Um, I discovered AMV Hell a few years ago. It's actually a good way to learn about a lot of new animes that you They missed. use a lot yeah, of the sure. weird or obscure mm-hmm. animes. Yeah. And it, it was a lot, a lot of fun. Because some of it, it's a mix of like, some things are overdubbed. Like maybe there'll be like a silly commercial, but like set to an anime. But some of it is just clips from the weirder animes that one can find. And mm-hmm. it was a real highlight for me just to have that particular theater and it was just dedicated to showing that type of material like they had uh, big screen you got to see people playing soccer with their butts yeah pretty much and they had like something that they showed that a lot of people love I'm not very big into free but a lot of people are because it's one of those like pretty boy like oh we're swimmers and look at our Wait, Hunky you're not swim- into free? Uh, it was kind of boring. I like the shark tooth one. I like Rand, We reviewed that uh, a couple of years ago by the way guest reviewer um, oh, doggone it! From uh, the Vienna Pitch, 
Why am I forgetting this? Nina, thank you. Mm-hmm. Nina. Uh, Nina Fed. Shout it was out. okay. I was it was about Nicole, okay. my fault. But they had a, they had a show. There's a show called, it was called 50% Off. So it was like a funny dub of it. Mm-hmm. And they did, you know, they had a bunch of different abridged. Like they showed JoJo's Bizarre Adventure abridged, which is uh, oh, like very, very, way. very funny. Where they like condense the episodes to like five minutes long and it's all like super funny overdubs. Why do I imagine so, a condensed episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? It's like, it's like it's punchy, boom, man. and then just like just like another four minutes to do with the cherry. And then just roundabout starts playing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like that's the other thing. Uh, cosplay this year, see really a lot of great cosplay. The uh, meetups that they had, they really organized the photo shoot locations very, very well this year. Everything was clearly labeled in the guidebook app. It okay. listed all the major photo shoots that people had kind of registered with the con. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's still informal shoots, but like the JoJo shoot, for example, I went past it. Clearly organized space. I went to the Adventure Zone shoot. It was in a very organized area. And I didn't go to the semi-formal ball because I'm not 12. But <laughs> if you're into that sort of thing, I heard it was actually quite good. So the semi-formal ball is like the thrill of you. You have to be into that sort of thing. I'm just like, oh, you just made some creepers. You have with, like, to be dressed in like formal wear. And if you live in Boston and you're not in a hotel and you're just commuting for the day, like. I mean, it's rude. They should have let me in. I was dressed as Loki. I mean, obviously, that's formal wear. <laughs> you don't get much more but formal than that. obviously, mm-hmm. I'm wearing a giant gold crown. I'm clearly formal. But they wait, have... Wait, were you, were, you, were you kid Loki or were you adult Loki? Because I think uh, it would be two w- different... Without getting too far into the dynamic, Pat, I remind right. you that uh, <laughs> kid, kid Loki is very much murdered by adult Loki who takes over his body. So they're kind that of feels like person. a metaphor for puberty. And it very much is. Yeah, right. Speaking of just, just on a personal Anime Boston <laughs> review, I do want to give a shout out to my friend Alexi who gave me, uh, at, while I'm dressed as Loki, as the teen Loki that, that murdered this child self, he comes up behind me and goes, can I offer you an egg in this trying time? And it's an Easter egg containing a Kid Loki keychain inside. That's and my right. soul left my body. This was, was during AMVL. But yeah, overall, I have to Very say, they so. really the video game room was uh, for an anime convention that's not a dedicated uh, video game con. Like, obviously, you can't compare this to something like a MAGFest and obviously not PAX East, which is just a gaming con. Mm-hmm. But for... A lot of, like, it was a lot better, for example, like, way better than Katakons this year, Anime Boston's Really? Game really. Because you love Katakon. But the game room. It takes room, place at the Gaylord. But the, it does take place at the Gaylord. <laughs> but the Gaylord National. But, uh, the, the Katakon, National Gaylord. The Katakon game room doesn't have the best setup. Hmm? And I felt that Anime Boston this year had a really strong setup. I never felt like it was too overcrowded. They had a really nice. good array of games. Uh, I played, um, it's the... The DC crossover one, uh, oh, fighting um, game, yeah. Injustice, is Injustice. that what it's called? Oh, I yeah. played that, Injustice it was great. Injustice 2, uh, with its great gameplay and garbage story. This really, this uh, this, this gentleman great, of a boy, uh, I was very bad at the game, and he played played a Swamp Thing so that I could see him use all the cool moves that I couldn't figure <laughs> out. And uh, My personal favorite is um, Batman. Uh, where, not mind you, it's Batman. He doesn't have super strength or anything. Still, like, uh, does, the, uh, does the juggle combo, gets him up, and then just, like, on his uh, palm-top computer... Uh, hit a few buttons, waits, <laughs> and then as they come down, the Batmobile drives in off screen. And yeah, hits there was it. a lot of great stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Harley's uh, hyenas show up and knock you over and stuff. It was, it was yeah. good. You know, what, you know it's, like, it's, it's like the DC Comics, the current uh, equivalent of, do you remember um, that old uh, WWF, ar- the arcade game? Yes. Yeah, so, like, everyone, yeah, everyone had like these weird powers. Razor used to hit you with the razor. Yeah. Brian yeah. Hart's grease from his hair used to fly. It was horrible. I think he's hit you with the tombstone. Pretty, no, that was yeah. fun, man. That was, it was good. Yeah, it, Injustice is a lot like that. You got to experience this. <laughs> yeah, this is your first and it was, time. it was my first time ever playing it. And that's something that I feel that Emmy Boston did a really great job with this year. They had a really good variety of hmm. both console setup at TVs, and then they had, you know, uh, different arcade games. They had, of course, several types of DDR. They had pop music. They had uh, the type of drum, the drum game. They even had the one where you flip the table. Oh, flip like, the table. Yeah, so like they had it's a really, they had a, they had a really the nice array of games. And I was very <laughs> impressed with how organized it seemed. Because in the past, uh, not to besmirch them, but the game room has not been great. I've heard stories, yeah. And I have, to, again, uh, overall things were really interesting this year. They had really good musical guests. Uh, one of their concerts was Flow, which is a really, really popular Japanese band mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, they just had a lot more content this year, it felt like, in a way that I wasn't. That, and I, 
I hate to say that I think it's because they're pulling it back a little bit from for a couple years. They were like, we're going to be the family con and have lots of stuff for kids. And I think they kind of realized. Kids ruin everything. Well, kids are horrible <laughs> and ruin everything. Not only do they ruin your life, but they ruin they, this lesson. But they. Horrible. I'm glad I didn't have entertainment just the for kids. The core group of who attends anime conventions are like teens through just, you know, teens and up, if you will. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, there's families. Yeah, they had content. They have a... I like to take a picture in front of it every year because I'm short, but they have a room called the Chibi Zone, which is, like, the kids' room. I like to stand near the sign and look grumpy, like, oh, I'm a chibi. But they... (laughs) There's no chibi. I've never met... There's no grumpy chibis. That's not a thing. Well, Well, she can be. You're not five feet tall, so... (laughs) (laughs) But they... They had a lot more content overall that was interesting. And it felt a lot less like in past years. While they do have a lot of very interesting new anime premieres, you know, if you're in the dealer's room, they have big posters for, like, Mm. up-and-coming shows, new content, and it's really great. But the last couple of years, it really felt like they were like, here's a screening of a thing. Here's a panel that's really just selling you a new anime. And it felt less fan-motivated. And Mm. this year, it felt a lot richer in fan content and content that was more interesting to people that, you know, can wipe their own butts. Okay, I can dig that, because one of the things that really bugs me about a lot of cons, I don't go to that many, but one of the reasons I don't go to that many is when I went for the first time, it always felt like one big uh, commercial for various things. It lost touch with the actual medium uh, that I was there to see, and I didn't feel I didn't feel at home. I didn't feel like, I didn't feel comfortable. You actually felt that money affected the, the content? Part of it is that it does How could that happen? Something that's really important to address, Mm -hmm. though, is that they are sponsored by, for example, Crunchyroll is a major sponsor Mm -hmm. of Anime Boston. Mm -hmm. And I feel that they did present it where if you wanted to go to the, like, spring anime lineup screening, you could. But there were other content provided. Like, they had a whole thing this year because of the anniversary of Sailor Moon. They Mm -hmm. had a really great thing where they had a, a whole Sailor Moon costume competition. And a lot of the Sailor Moon voice actors were there. Nice. And it just felt much more engaging to be there, where I spent a lot less time kind of twiddling my thumbs like, oh, there's nothing from 2 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it felt like a really, like they listened to feedback, because I know a lot of people had these same difficulties that I had, especially, again, the past few years where it felt, I don't want to say too focused on family, because that's not necessarily a negative, but... You need to look at your core audience and have engaging things happening. And mm-hmm. it felt like there was more to do. And one of the drawbacks, though, of Anime Boston is because it's located in the Heinz, where the two dinguses showed up to the Pokemon tournament with yeah, their guns. Yeah, now you have to go through a really <laughs> strict security system featuring metal detectors. And you know, I understand I'm okay with that it. As long, yeah. It just it can take a really well, as long as they use common sense, and also don't make the mistakes that some other cons in the past have made, even here, by having uh, too few security. They, uh, that, which is what I wanted to say, that mm. they added additional checkpoints this year. There were several entrances this year that were not open in previous years, mm. and so there was less of a bottleneck at that one main entrance. For okay, example, cool, during cool. Artist Alley hours, you could enter through the second floor of the Sheridan through Artist Alley, and that entrance was usually pretty clear. There was also an entrance from, I forget the name of the side street, but if you go along the side street, uh, I think it's where like the Summer Shack restaurant and stuff are. Oh, yeah. On the side of the Heinz. Yeah. Yeah. They had they had an mm-hmm. entrance on that side as well. So they had a lot less of the bottleneck effect that in previous years. I remember two years ago, people were waiting in line all the way outside. It was pouring rain. And I think that they really did sit down and listen to the feedback. So good job, Anime Boston. It was a lot better than in previous years. I look forward to see how it evolves in the future, though, because going from... I've gone to Anime Boston all 16 years of its existence, and first year I had 4,000 people. This year I had 24,000 people. Wow, so, nice. yeah. See, that's one thing I wanted to ask you about, because I know... Hmm? Well, it's got, it's got to blow up, man. But, uh, Rick, you were talking about, um, like not going to conventions because of that like discrepancy yeah for me it was just more or less i i just noticed the crowd was very young and as a 37 year old guy and and i'm an anime snob i'll I'll admit that like i'm used to 
the older school animes, they were a lot deeper, way more adult oriented. And that's something that I feel heavier. they stepped up this year and so had content with that this year, especially yeah. in the evenings. And that's what I mean by well, like. Well, you were saying you the could, Final yeah. Fantasy panel. Like, there was a Final, I'm a Fantasy, huge Final panel Fantasy fan. At so midnight. I would have sat in that panel. So I, there weren't necessarily. At midnight? It was at midnight. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> something to do at midnight. But that's, but that's so what I'm saying, drinking. that they offered content that wasn't just <laughs> like, both. it's all well and good and funny to be like, oh, hentai panels at night. Like, I ran one for 10 years. Like, I, I, I love it. I'm not going to mm-hmm. pretend that I don't. But it was nice to have content that wasn't just either, you know, edgy or anything, to have genuine content geared toward people mm. 25 and older. Yeah. And, and, and it was really cool. And to, to have it at that, that time, you, specify, you yeah. said it was at midnight? It was at midnight. So that sort of. That that's like a filter for mm-hmm. younger people. They're already gone. Yep, the parents took them home, panel, so. so that they could discuss things wow, in more yeah. detail. And You're was... able to get into it on a more adult level. So I mean, yep. you talking about Final Fantasy at midnight, the conversation is going to immediately go to towards a different direction yep. versus yeah. when it's like twelve and thirteen year olds there and who are going to act like And also, sadly, <laughs> sadly, it also fits the 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 demographic, right? So Final Fantasy eighteen and up. If it was like Minecraft panel, then obviously not. Yeah, eating. no, I, mean, it, I think that's what I mean. But like, I feel like they did a good job filtering content this year. Someone that I've been on many, many panels. I used to be on the Sailor Moon panel for like also like 10, almost 15 years. I was on the Sailor Moon panel. Mm-hmm. And I think that they've done a very good job of offering content to all levels in a way that they seem to pull back from in other years. Like, cause again, it, you obviously can't, it's not a 24 hour convention just by nature of the hind shuts down. So you can't do things like Katsukon where again, I used to run a hentai panel two in the morning at Katsukon. I, I did that more than once. And so it didn't have that, you know, you can't do 24 hour content, but it felt nice that like it's 11 o'clock at night. At least you could go to like, there was a really cool, like nostalgic anime or like there was a, you know, they have things like anime that time forgot. So it's like all like the nice. weird stuff from yeah. the seventies. And so they had a lot of really good that. content. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like there was stuff that, yeah, if you could be 16 and go to that sure. and, and find out some cool stuff and enjoy, but it was certainly an older crowd and it didn't feel as alienating to be a fan in your 30s at an anime con where sometimes, and then of course, you know, 17, 12 year old homestucks run by on leashes, but. I'm going to put you to bed now, son. I have to go pretend to be Sephiroth. <laughs> Somewhere out there, baby Sephiroth. It's like out there. You. <laughs> Yo, daddy, why is mama dressed like Shin Chan? <laughs> she don't I, will, like I will end my Anime Boston review with an apology uh, to anyone that was there. Uh, I forget what year it was, maybe like five, six years ago when I got kicked out of the Shin Chan screening. Uh, I apparently uh, was yelling and kicked over the projector nice. at the Shin Chan <laughs> screening. Apparently you were? Apparently, allegedly. That is allegedly. allegedly uh, so I'm so sorry to you, Anime Boston, and shout out to all my friends that were there to uh, witness me getting kicked out of Shin Chan. That for years, they would just still whisper at me, go, shh. Shin-chan. <laughs> and if somebody has a it's flip phone for back then, or a sidekick who recorded that, <laughs> please, send it. Back then. <laughs> please send that to the geek down. <laughs> Real bad fuzzy video. Hey man, I got an old Motorola that's got a full forty seconds of video before my memory ran my out. My rampage of the Shin-chan. <laughs> 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 was that KRS while making his pitch uh, piece? Oh, oh, stop it right now. Let's not do that. <laughs> Alright, so that was Anime yeah, Boston they, they, 2018. They That's awesome. Who unfortunately will not be able to join us for the PAX East's uh, commentary, which we will do just seven short days from now. Well, eight short days from now. Mm-hmm. So I want to give you one of these real, real quick. All right. And mind you all to check that out. Mm-hmm. And now I want to kick it over. Man. To Black Adam Willis. <laughs> oh, PAX is going to be the shiz. Black Adam Willis, man, you, my friend. Got to see the cinema masterpiece. So hyped for this. I like how like quietly like you bring it up like it's gonna be this big. Like, it needs exciting to be, review. sir. It better be good. Give it props, prestige. Cinema will, masterpiece. Do we talking do we? of course about Game Over Game Man? Game Over Man. Nah. The movie by, <laughs> well, before we go, can I at least give the intro of what this movie's about? I think please? you should, do, sir. But you got to make it dramatic, my friend. All three lines. Actually, all one line is one sentence. Wow. All right. That's <laughs> <laughs> one sentence. Three zeros try to become heroes when gunmen take hostage at a star-studded party inside a fantasy Los Angeles hotel. Raw and real. This is, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, so. That's the plot. <laughs> if you've watched uh, Workaholics, show, Workaholics oh, yeah. Yes. So this is, these guys take on uh, Die Hard. So this is Die Hard if you're stupid. 
That's exactly what it is. Tell us how you really feel. It is. He's not wrong. It's workaholics mesh with diehard. It's really what it is. It's workaholics, which is they take that same type of really juvenile humor. Mm-hmm. Which can be like incredibly graphic, and then they add like really obscene violence to this, yes. and like the unhibitedness of Netflix, and they they make that try they try to stretch it out to ninety minutes, and so they're trapped in this hotel because they're three housekeepers, and um, they're trying to pitch their ideas and try to make a million dollars off of all these really really dumb things, and they. They discover that somebody's uh, called the Bay is coming the, Bay. the is coming to the hotel. He's, he's going to hold this event there, and so they're going to pitch one of their million dollar ideas to this man while he shows up. <laughs> and so as they do that, the hotel gets taken over by these terrorists who are going to try to blackmail this guy for all this money. And the movie takes off from there, and mm-hmm. they, they get trapped in the middle of it, basically like a diehard situation. Yep. However, this is the most juvenile, disgusting, <laughs> yes, retarded. <it> <laughs> This awful thing I've ever seen, I and when I brought it up last, hard on this, it's a, you think so? It's, it's a not good it's movie, awful. but dude, I laughed so hard oh, so man, many times at this. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it took me a second. Originally, like I think a couple of us said it already. Um, mm. I already made it through the first 15 minutes. Yeah, I'm I watched 20 whole minutes. I made it. I, I watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I had to force myself to make it through past 20 minutes, and I'm not gonna lie, I was watching this and in tears. It was <laughs> some parts I'm just like, oh my god, like I can't believe you went there. And it's like you said, it's very juvenile. Mm-hmm. It's, well, a, it's one of those sort of things well, you kind of joke really dumb, Then it gets really graphic it is too. Really like, graphic. like I'm talking so about. Many dicks. It's just like it's so like all of a sudden it's like there, you know, it's like violence, and then it's like penis. I didn't see that coming at all. It's like where the guys that are coming to kill you all of a sudden have this gay orgy on the bed. Yeah, you. you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, like it gets really graphically violent again, and then yeah. it goes back. It's just like so. You're like, where is this coming from? What's exactly. it trying to do? You know what I mean? And like, if so I want that like, content, I'll go to Tumblr. Right. You know <laughs> exactly. So it's well just said. like there's no there's no straightforward tone to this. It really just seems like they're just throwing the kitchen sink they in this are. movie they to are. try to be funny. Yes. And at the end of the day, it's just like it was funny. You, to it me, was, it's it not. It's just, it just seems like you're okay, stretching it, it man. Like, if, if you I don't may, have a clear vision. In, like okay. All right. Yeah. If I, if I if I can put it in perspective. It took me uh, uh, it took me a minute to realize. Yeah, I'm laughing at this, but I'm also like disgusted. But then it, I, it <laughs> yeah, dawns on me much. why I find this funny. And you may not disagree, but this is the terms that I well the, the perspective that I took on it. This is the modern evolution, sad to say, of Three Stooges style humor, where every gag yeah. was them getting hurt, every gag was someone getting mm-hmm. cut, someone getting hit on the head. Then it, it evolves to we're not in like the uh, the Three Stooges was the was like the 40s and stuff. 40s. Um, Mm -hmm. We're not in the era where, okay, seeing a wealthy dowager get a pie in the face is that hilarious now. We are in the. What are you talking about? You're right, you're right. I'm sorry. In that that particular perspective, anytime a wealthy dowager gets (laughs) nailed in the face with a pie, chuckles and soup. But this is folks getting kicked in the chest and he sits on the ground. No, 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 no. And then someone gets Charlie Murphy kicked him in the chest is what he he did. I will laugh at Skintendo. The idea of Skintendo is funny. They have things called Skintendo. Which is the the money idea. But basically, these three characters, one of them is the idea man who has all these horrible ideas. He's Uh kind of the, you know, the route 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 and everything like that. The other one is the the drug addict, you know what I mean, who can't stop doing drugs, even though his friend is the one who sells him the drugs part of the group. The third one is... Uh, a closet homosexual that yeah. like can't stop giving out hints that he is in fact gay. It is like you told us so many times when you're drunk. You told us so many like, times when you're drunk. You already know about it. Yeah. Also, so. the Larry Fine slash Joe slash Shirley <laughs> Joe slash Shem. So if you want to make it a, a, a no, I, I can see it as all. I I I I don't agree really with you. It is a dumb it. as hell movie. It's very lowbrow. Oh, so which one I said low last brow. week? I brought it up uh, for the movie step. I said you know, which as quoted by a film critic is. Netflix movies have become something that you kind of have in the background. And I feel like this is a background movie that maybe if you're doing something else, you could probably watch and get something out of it. But, you know, this is not I can a see movie this is a you sit down movie. with a family mm-hmm. and sit down I agree. and watch. I agree. You no, you'll sit down with your family. You do not want to But, like, you know, it's, it, it just seems like something you throw on and do something else for. And, like, if you're going to watch it that way, maybe I can suggest this. Well, Otherwise, I'm not really... This is a movie you throw on uh, either while high... Mm-hmm. While getting high, <laughs> just after getting high, uh, going from yeah. being extremely drunk to, you know what? 
I'm gonna amp this up and get high. <laughs> yeah, but my, it's it's, not the, but the, so, trailer, the trailer told you. That. I would wet myself. Mm-hmm, pretty much. I mean, the trailer was pretty on point, spot accurate with it. When I saw the trailer, I was like, yeah, I'll probably probably watch this randomly <laughs> one day when I wake up from my hangover. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like the, did you like the show Workaholics? I mean, but like That's I found pretty much the best I was, I did, they were I did good see within the part, that though. structure. I only saw 30 minutes of it, but I just. The, Part that I like the most, uh, Flying Lotus, which is a hip hop yep. artist, yeah. got his head blown up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was, that was good. That was, that was that was more than thirty minutes, brother. You watched a good amount. No, that, that no, was that's that's thirty minutes. Fun. Thirty minutes got distracted by my 3DS Metroid game, and then I came. Oh, Flying Lotus, awesome! Oh crap, he died. Along those lines, though, I mean, the one thing I gotta give this movie is due for. Like, man, there's a lot of cameos in here. There is I a, mean, there between Action Bronson ate a sandwich and said. Fuck, that's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Action Bronson, Turk, Steve O. Turk, you're right. You're right. Turk from, uh, yeah, uh, what's, yeah, what's her yeah. name? Uh, you're, talking, you're talking about Donald, Donald Faison. I, I mean, yeah. I don't know their name, but I'm talking about other people for like 20 plus years. He's still Donald dumbed Faison. down to one turn. I don't know him, man. Because <laughs> and and the only reason you know him is Turk is because you don't remember the name of him from New Jersey Drive. No one does. No one does. Exactly. But he's does. also in Clueless. He's, oh. Oh, by, by, by the way, in the show. In the show. He referenced that in the movie before he got killed. He's like, did you say she's Ash number? They got killed. I'm like, I'm saying, you know what, yo? I would have killed you. That was me. I would have killed you. That was me. I'd be like, you know what? Give me Station Dash. No, I'm not gonna kill you. <laughs> One thing I, I, I'll definitely call out on uh, this movie for is having uh, actors do solid performances in the stupidest roles. But Daniel Stern is an actor. I've yes. seen in several Stop different it. roles. He's been <laughs> prestigious. Uh, he's been comedic. Daniel Stern in this movie plays the sleaziest he does. scumbag. Very well. Very he's the well. boss of the hotel. He, he runs these Super guys. Super sleazy. Yeah. And then. In and all I'm thinking is like, this guy did the voice of the Wonder Years, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm waiting for that voice. Is like, oh, and then, and then I had that moment. You know, he was moment. Dilbert. When he walked waiting. away, he I was, was the sad. voice of the Dilbert. He was the lovable. He was the lovable uh, Celtic Mar- pride. We got a Boston connection. He's he's uh, the man. I'm sorry. The only thing I thought about was him getting the iron to the face. That's all. I, every time I look at him, like, he got an iron to the face, bro. In all my life, I picture him in a Breaking Away, what, way back in the day. You don't remember him in Rookie of the Year, pitching the salt. We all got Daniel Stern references, but yes. anyway, he's and, in this and, and, and you're, and you're sad. Get a off. That is the that is the caliber of picture we're yes. talking to here. Yes. Um I I I Uh oh, what are you gonna give it P? We gonna know give what? it P Adam, you are gonna hate me for this <laughs> no, so hard. No, no, you're not. I gotta give this a thumbs up. Uh, this movie was so damn it. funny. Now, mind you, it's uh, you know you're not going in to see Schindler's List, but the fact that uh, I, you sure? I, I I laughed so hard at this, and I thought like I thought Wicker Hawks is over. I'm tired of this Game type over, of comedy. Game over, man. Not Schindler's List. That's the that's the, that's the screen grab. Oh, yeah. I'm turning up a bit now just on the memory. I'm turning up a bit, and the thing is, we've said a lot of like ridiculous parts, but there is so much more that is just outright stupid. But I laugh the, 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 so much in this. The scene where uh, Bay goes on the guy. Which guy? Toss a salad. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. yeah okay, yeah. it's also a movie that you pulls You think you're no going to embarrass me? All right, I laughed it's at a movie that. that, that was all right, let me ask you about that character, because now I thought, just on the way that was performed and the mm-hmm. character type, did it? Did anyone else think that was probably before, like last November, gonna be Aziz? I'm sorry. Yes, I before exactly Aziz, I thought, Aziz I thought, blew up. You mean? No, before Aziz's uh, oh, situation got came up. Yeah, because that definitely that was that was a definitely Aziz. I'm sorry. Type. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, which is which is kind of a bummer. But man. it's just like, like it's have... those those celebrity like. Uh, you know, Instagram personalities. I mean, that's like, like what no he one was. knows them, but YouTuber. And then he turned out. Then he turned out to be a different type of person at the end. I was, <laughs> I was throwing a curve. Yeah, I liked it. Um, also, another random. Uh, I, this is so many cameos. I almost gave one away. Let me not. Let me stop right there and uh, try to keep the movie alive. <laughs> the, the, mm-hmm. the cameos make this. The it. comedy makes really this the stupid comedy, but somehow it works. Um, <laughs> if they dare do a sequel, though, yeah, no, it's, mm, mm, don't, don't even bother. Yeah, yeah. but I actually have to give this, I'm so begrudgingly, so begrudgingly, because mm, I hate to give mm. stupid movies a positive rating, but I laughed too hard for this. It knew what it was, and, <laughs> and oh, God, so many dicks. Why? Yeah. All right, but that I, I give it a thumbs up. So, Damn. mind you, this is. 
ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes, five point five on IMDb. You know what I mean? Like thirty five percent on Metacritic. All right, I took notes for this because I'm a professional. We mean so. You know what I, mean? I took some notes mm-hmm. on this. So Jam says stay fresh. fresh. I want to see those notes. And with that said. With the preface that you're sure, going in here, you sure those notes aren't recipes for the sandwich you were making while watching the movie? I just wanted to make sure. Good call. Garlic spread, garlic spread on a little bit. Fried abalone, flip it over when it bubbles up. No, but seriously, um, given what it is, if you like workaholics and you like parodies, because it's clearly a parody of the of Die Hard, yeah, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. It means nothing but raw juvenile comedy that I most likely would not have watched if this wasn't assigned. I'm not going to lie. But after watching, I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. You're welcome. No, no I want to say yeah. that. It's just not yeah, really you're welcome. welcome. more or less a uh, I hope you share this th- with th- the thanks wife. For the, oh, thanks for the okay assignment, P. Appreciate it. I hope you, you share know? this with the wife. <laughs> if you're a millennial, you'll enjoy it. Well said. Well said. That's well said. Yeah, okay, Adam. Adam get, 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 get your hate on. No, it, I mean, my- it, it, it's just seems geared towards the millennial crowd. It really is. That's all it is. I mean, the same sort it's of slapstick comedy that Pat was talking about. Like, that sort of evolution, of lack of a better term. For, of it's the a de-evolution, stages. my friend. <laughs> Honestly, it's a de-evolution. Okay, 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 I have to ask. Okay, this movie a or Encino Man? Encino man. Encino man. Encino man. Encino man. That's not fair. Encino man. They talk about like going through the 7 Eleven and going like, this is for basic food groups. Encino man is a Criterion Collection classic. How dare you? But hold up. One thing I do want to mention. The one thing I got to mention, and I had a tear came to my eye when I saw this part because Pat always brings this up, and he hasn't brought it recently in the show. When they weaken at birdies, that dude. <laughs> <laughs> when they weaken at birdies, that dude. <laughs> like, yes. You went to Megan Mountain without you crazy? Yeah, they're right in the right in reverse. Oh, oh, so much of it was just was just stupid. Anyways, um, your your official rating, sir. My official rating, obviously, a thumbs down. Come on, let's get serious, down, guys. Let's down. let's be honest. You you might have watched this. Put and, the thumb and, down and on and me, John. I had him with three and a quarter stars. But, but as as a movie, let's go. Let's like like let's not stop saying like. Well, the movie is what it was. It wasn't Schindler's List. It doesn't have to be Schindler's List mm-hmm. to give it a freaking thumbs up. It's still a bad movie. It's not well made. It's a knockoff of a well-known property done poorly. It's bad, right? You can laugh at it and it still be bad. You just have to call it bad. Okay? It's, bad, it's still it's bad. I mean, look at, at the At the end source. of the day, look it's okay to like bad things, but you still That's have to call point. them bad. Folks, yeah. let's not let's trick ourselves. We can still like bad things. They're still bad. Absolutely. I mean, it deserves its 10%. Wait, so, I'm not going to lie to you. But at the end of the day, this movie was it was not funny to me. It mm-hmm. was like a, a knockoff. It's uh, like two guys that were like popular for the mm-hmm. show they did, given all the power in the world to do yeah, a movie, yeah. and mm-hmm. then they yeah. kind of tripped over their own feet because they mm-hmm. realized they had to stretch it out over 90 minutes. They didn't know yeah, how. Yeah, you're right. So this right. is what happened. You know what, what I mean? Is. doesn't mean I'm going to write them off. If they want to come back and do something else, I might be interested. However, this one, I didn't really follow it. I'm you're giving right. it a thumbs down. I mean, I'm giving it a thumbs Adam, up, but I'm, Adam, I'm even willing to follow it Adam again. Sounds like, Adam sounds like some old groggy boomer who's like, damn, millennials! <laughs> I'm tired of your crap! <laughs> These you kids with their bad with the movies and staying on my lawn. Um, I, I, I just want to call out real quick this dude, Steve Howie. Because I, I haven't seen him in much, but everything else I've seen him in has been things like uh, Reba, the uh, the sitcom. You watch oh, yeah. Reba? Which, which yeah. is, which is, That's his favorite show, Reba. Which is like. I know everybody's laughing like, you watch Reba. Like, ah, Neil McDonough's like, in this thing. Yes, he is. Exactly. He did Ravenous, too. Yes, he did. He was Ravenous. He was. If anyone's seen Red. good. Mm. Yes, uh, or, I see yeah. red. Mm-hmm. The lights, mm-hmm. the, 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 the light I do. Um, but I call I call out Steve Howe because uh, stuff like Reba is religious inspired uh, sitcoms, and then his role in this was so not religious mm-hmm. at all. He has I like subverting just, those roles. I I mean I'm a fan mm-hmm. of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a guy is I'm known for this, and I'm gonna go completely opposite. And I'll give him that for sure. Mm-hmm. However, as a whole, you gotta get that final hating. However, no, I'm I'm just gonna be honest. Like, however, this movie didn't appeal to me. I have to be honest. Like, this is this is is not my thing. You know what? They're showing the movie Lincoln on Netflix. You want to go watch a good movie? Go ahead and watch that. You know, I mean, they got plenty of good stuff on there. Game over, man. You heard the man. If you want, if you want a good movie, go watch Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. That is a good movie. Get over. I love that. I like the two. 
it was I legit has students try to quote me Lincoln Vampire Hunter as like history. I'm like, no, bro, you watched the wrong Lincoln. That is not no. Take this essay back. This is not good. Like, look, look here, teach. The fine art of spinning the axe is a historical institution. So you cause Lincoln had that axe, right? He was just like, whoa, whoa, pause. I love how it's it's a goofy ass movie where you see like this dude killing vampires. Yet for like a, t- a solid ten minutes, you get to watch him be the president and do like yeah, paperwork. I, yeah. <laughs> I think that's how it got got. That's how my students got got. We're like, yeah, hold up. Oh, yeah, Abraham Lincoln. Paper cuts uh, cut deep. <laughs> All right, all right. Now, I now. I love how you just said he had to throw in the final hate. I'm like a final fantasy limit break. He's like, final hates. <laughs> just, just, okay, okay. Hey, we've said all we can about game over, man. Now, Black Adam Willis, finish him. <laughs> He's in up, up, down, down. Fireball of hate. Uh, uh, all right, all right. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do a thing real quick, if you'll excuse me. <clears throat> The year is 24. Is it 24? 2020. 2045. Okay, I screwed it up already. 2045. Screwed it up already. The year is... Redo, redo, redo. No, no, no. You know what? You know what? No. What I'm going to do is I'm going to kick it over to the man who came so prepared. He is actively wearing an IOY hat. Yes. JM the Thriller Priest. Give us the lowdown on what is Ready Player One. All right, Ready Player One. I don't have the official description in front of me, but hey, we'll give you. Like down I said, dirty. I'm gonna give you the. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm giving it down and dirty. All so, right. Ready Player One is a dystopian future movie. Dystopian um, future. Just highlighting the fact that America's in a pretty crummy way. America's and, down the tubes. And now everybody's nice. just jumping deep <laughs> into the oasis, a virtual reality Balls distraction in the oasis. The virtual reality distraction that is helping individuals to be able to. The Gallagher brothers run the world. <laughs> Wait, sorry, wrong kind of oasis. Wrong oasis, my man. I was, I was gonna keep walking with you, and, and the wonder wall keeps getting bigger and bigger. And they fight each other. Don't look world. back in anger when the you world come. is falling under a champagne supernova. <laughs> hey, Lila, watch out. Yeah. It's okay, cause somewhere you will find me. Company. <laughs> Oh yeah, so this is based off the book by Ernest Klein. Um, <laughs> highlighting America's crummy situation uh-huh. while people are escaping through the Oasis virtual reality uh, multiplayer um, game, effectively, in which individuals are locked in and their goal is to be able to collect three keys in order to unlock the fortune of James Holiday, who was the one who created the Oasis, who died. He left, what, half a trillion dollars in there. So you gotta go use all these different 80s trivia in order for you to be able to get to this Easter egg. This movie is like a nerd's dream um, that was that was written, what, back in 2011 is when the book was written? Uh, was it uh, I know earlier because uh, I, I remember I. It's I, definitely older than that. The audiobook yeah. was available in 2006. I can at least verify. Yeah, 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 right. It's so, quite. It's so quite a, a bit. minute ago. It's quite so, a bit. Actually, what they in like 04 probably. I mean, uh, it was a minute ago when this book was written. So sometime after 1982. So my question is. <laughs> so the kicker is. Hold on, hold on a second. So the kicker is. Uh, Warner actually picked it up. I think in 2011. So Warner actually had the rights to it, okay. and they were trying to figure out who was going to be able to direct it. And of course, Spielberg's one who directs it. Is uh, mm. and I think. It's a damn good movie. This is one of his great. This but is, Adam's going to say something well, before well, I stopped you there. Well, hold on a second. Real, oh, okay, go ahead. No, I was just asking because all the references in this movie, and you see when you see the previews mm-hmm. and everything, and obviously when you see the movie, you see like references to everything 80s. How did they get the rights to all this stuff? Well, I think having Spielberg behind it. Um, mm-hmm. like, right, but like, I'm like, you got to pay like, a, a lot of things. It's a legit like, three years like, to how get it. You, how much did this movie cost? And how much a, do you have to pay well, to here's get Here's one thing the that I noticed. A lot of this movie was essentially a love letter to the works of Steven Spielberg. And I think yeah. that really pushed Well, no one the, captures the, the imagination. Brother, you going like, to tell me. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, eh, because Spielberg went out of his way to try to prevent that from happening as much. Because the book is chock full of Spielberg. The book absolutely is. But also, the book has has like 10 minutes uh, 10 pages devoted to appreciation of like uh, Chicago and Rush you know <laughs> yeah. so I mean it, it, the book is all over the place they, can, taste, they did a good job of, <laughs> exactly Tom Sawyer good job on, of it down <laughs> <laughs> sure. you know no, I, I, I would have liked to have heard more Dan Henley referenced I'm, I'm just saying you need to take a ride Don all right Henry. on heavy metal Dan. Don Henley my favorite, Daniel Henley. Oh, my, my, damn, my, my bad. Look at you, look at you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe you got your Van Halen on. Look, I'm sorry. <laughs> what Eddie introduced synthesizer
the band eventually, but go ahead. <laughs> Pac-Man fever going on. Okay, go ahead, Yoko. Run, 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 run for us. What's up? You're a mess. All right, so effectively, I thought the, I thought the movie was great. It's a great interpretation of the book. Um, they did the best they possibly can because I mean, the book is like, what, over 300 pages? The book, the book, is, book is long. Is long. The book is thorough, too. Non-stop <laughs> references. It is where... so, so intense. I mean, I went through the book twice. I was like, yeah, I don't think I'd do it one more time because I mean, it's so much into it. Yeah, I'm impressed great. you did. I mean, it's a great book. I like it. I liked it, but I couldn't go back to it. I had to, man, because I mean, it's just it's a lot. And also, I wanted to make sure I'm professional, compare the differences between so a book and a movie. You, rub it that, that in. You know what? You know what? Professional. I, 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 will, I will take that because, the, because, because your method of mocking is to do better. And I, and I like and will exploit that to the fullest. Well, thank you, All right, sir. Now, to those of us who didn't read the book, you jive suckers. What did y'all think? I read the book. Okay. That's why I, I didn't it. see it. I love it so much, I had to go buy the book. Okay, mm. okay. I went straight. I, I wow. saw it again. Uh, we saw the it movie Tuesday. inspired you right. by the book. Because I was, I watched, we watched the, the screening, and um, he told me that some of the stuff was done uh, halfway. Like some, of, like the first key wasn't found the way it was in the movie. No, they changed, the a lot. So they changed a lot. So I'm just interested to see how the book uh, interprets everything. But um, the, the references were crazy. I was yeah. just, and I had to watch it. I watched it again that Saturday with my kid, and I'm just sitting there like, honestly, it's Battletoads, Spartans, <laughs> Gundam Wing. Like dirty. See, that's it. It's, it's made for you. So, but you know anytime, I mean? any, no matter what it is, anytime a movie that can make you insp- inspires you to go, like, let me go buy this book. Like, yeah. I think the movie does well. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's few and far between. You know what I mean? Well, so I'm not going to say and tell you it was Spielberg's best work. Oh, no, 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 no. But I think Spielberg did Spielberg a great job. Spielberg made E.T. Yeah. Like you're not gonna beat that. Like, I mean, man, I mean, he did call like, it purple. I mean, that's oh, you know, it's a great movie, great book. But <laughs> any of it, I mean, but it's intense. I mean, Spielberg got rage. Mm. But I mean, it's the high. And when he like, referenced color purple in this, I was damn surprised. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw Mister come out, <laughs> no, no, the best <laughs> reference was Goldie. Remember that we both saw the poster. Of Goldie we saw the Goldie, like, yeah, Goldie Wilson. <laughs> All right, I, I want to point. I want to awesome. point out something now, mind you. We are referencing a lot of the stuff that you'd expect to see classic stuff, but mm. they did a good job a really good job i think of updating this too in the book i agree a lot of the references kind of kind of peter out around maybe uh 95 the mid 90s yes. okay. there yes. and this did a Which great job is in that sweet spot but anybody newer probably yeah would anybody like, mm-hmm. newer would be like this is all old stuff it's like it's like reading catcher in the rye in, in our generation it's like it was a big mm-hmm. thing to like previous generations to us it's just a book you know they did a good i mean overwatch is in this yep you know overwatch mm-hmm. references mm-hmm. Uh, halo references halo references I, I i i really appreciate that that they they acknowledge yes this has all this reference material but we also have to make it more palatable to fans also i appreciate that it was done well because a lot of movies have tried Mm -hmm. to update the source material and they've done such crappy jobs of it it's been embarrassing and Mm -hmm. this one i think is one where they paid more attention i don't know if that's having spielberg behind it i don't know if it's just having a stronger base or that their target audience would be so so discerning I mean, it's a PG-13 movie, so you know where Spielberg's going with it, A. I think, B, um, you had Klein there at the table with him. I mean, Spielberg was destined trying to make sure that it wasn't a love letter to himself to the point where he didn't even want to have the DeLorean in there. I mean, you see the promotion material, DeLorean's in there. And Klein had to say, listen, man, you got to have the DeLorean in there. First off, this is my favorite vehicle, and I specifically want this in there. Well, and who's, only connected, reason Sp- who's connected more to the youth than Spielberg? <laughs> Honestly, like that, like when we were kids, like who's who, like who captured the imagination more than like Steven Spielberg? You know, he's he's not he's not wrong. The choices for us would have been uh, just considering our specific generation, who we are, would have been either Spielberg or Scorsese. And, and, and Martin, Martin, Martin Scorsese's uh, Ready Player One may have been a bit much, I think. No, I, I, I don't know. Sure, you don't want to see it. It's like you think of E.T., you think of Hook, you know what I mean? You yeah. think these movies with kids, it's like, that yeah. is my yes. childhood. You yes. know what I mean? There's so many movies, it's like that boyhood wonder, you know what I mean? Like It's always like there's a missing father or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. There's some like, childhood... Yeah. Something hinging the main yep. character, something like that, that you 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 feel, and it's mm-hmm. like no one ever tapped into that better than Spielberg. So, for an '80s reference person, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, who are you gonna get that's better? Absolutely, like, you know what I mean? Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> the movie starts off. Parsifal loses his arm. <laughs> Someone's getting their ear cut off in the background. You know? Some great you see, you see, you see H yeah. behind the door, shivering. Yeah, per, yeah, per, yeah. Oh, scene opens, Percival walks through the door. You damn... <laughs> <laughs> the 
final battle is set to stuck in the middle of the I don't know if I can say that <laughs> word online, man, so I'm just going to leave it there. But no one captures the imagination. Uh, I mean, what, I, mean I do want to bring the dark side to this. I mean, there's folks who are harshly criticizing the movie and what the movie, was a, what the movie did or didn't do. Uh, one of the things that was um, up front in the book was uh, speaking about H.H.'s race and, uh, sexu- and sexuality. Mm-hmm. And that was incredibly glossed over in this movie. Uh, I did notice that. <laughs> I did notice that. And we, talk, we, we, uh, we mentioned that at the time because mm-hmm. that bugged me. I mean, it bugged me too, but I'm also looking at a the character how much time, it, but the character casted for the role. And I thought I was like, you know what, made that, up for that. I right? thought that was the case too. I was like, you know, you kind of went about it a roundabout sort of way by by uh, by casting on Lena Waithe in that yeah, particular role. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine, I hear you, but the fact that it wasn't specifically stated as it was stated in the book, yeah. uh, I definitely see why it rubbed some folks the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, some at parts the same, were given like Cliff's notes. You know, because that was a big reveal in the it book. Was. It but was. But I huge. think because we're familiar with it in the book, mm-hmm. we know how deep it was there versus mm-hmm. had someone gone in without that foreknowledge mm-hmm. and just seen the scene, they'd have been like, oh, I see they're trying to cover this. They're doing kind of a half-assed job of it, but at least they're there. Moving on. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's pretty much how the, how the movie approached it. And having the um, the background information of, no, the book, it was actually a thing and mm-hmm. got, I think, the respect that that reveal would have deserved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's also that, too. I think mixed dis- mixed disagrees. Eh? You, you, I really, off, uh... I absolutely hate this book, and I'm I'm just staying. I don't <gasps> want to yuck y'all's yum. <laughs> no, no, I, no. I did not see this movie. Mm-hmm. I hate the book. I've read the book in full. I have a lot of issues with it, mm. but I I know that everybody's like having a real good time, and that's okay. I don't <laughs> well, no, have no, to no. like what I, y'all I, like. I, I don't I, have so, to like so, it. So, what, what, what do you dislike about uh, it? What's your I main, mean, what, on what's the, the base, main main thing. The, Main thing is that it's yet another example of this, like, n- not just mm-hmm. cultural. Well, okay, I can get to the cultural appropriation because all of the Japanese characters and usage of things are. It's just to it goes beyond cliche She's to right. being really I, I don't, just insulting in a way that, as a reader, if I uh, as someone that is a very big fan of Japanese. Pop culture, obviously, uh, it. I, I personally uh, am not a Japanese person, so I cannot speak to it on that level. But it just felt gross. And then the female characters, uh, the main female character, is Horrible very. In the book. Oh my god! Horrible. And again, this is. I'm not speaking to the film. I want to make that very clear. Mm-hmm. I did not see this film because. But no, your opinion is valid. But I know. she's she's just a trope. She's just there to further no, the plot. Uh, she's there to be. Mm-hmm. That basically, like, I'm gonna get the girl, and the nerd guy never gets the girl. But if she's I power up enough, I'm gonna get the girl. She's the princess and, in another castle. Yeah, and again, mm-hmm. this this again, she's I right. can't speak to the movie, but it turned me off from this media so much mm-hmm. that I had no interest in seeing the movie. And, and I think Spielberg tried to answer that by which, which sounds great. That sounds great. In many ways, trying to empower her because I mean, in the book, you're absolutely right. I agree with you 100 percent that the whole story is driven by him. It's him doing everything, which is very different in the movie. Uh, because in the movie, you see all the things that he achieved in the book dis- distributed out to everybody else. Mm-hmm. So everything you saw in the movie, in terms of what Artemis did, what what uh, what H did, he did all that stuff in the book. Slight spoiler for you, bro. No, no, Sorry. All right. But I mean, it's very much driven by him. And I mean, I knew that walking into the book that it's essentially this book by this young white guy who sees himself as the hero. And like yeah. you said, she's just another princess it's, to save. It's, and it's very and, yeah. much also draws from uh, kind of this white perspective of anime and gaming mm-hmm. yeah. and it felt very again it just gave me like an icky feeling reading it mm-hmm. you know as someone especially as a young f- feminine nerd like having mm-hmm. that feeling of otherness and that feeling of like this isn't for you mm-hmm. and, and that's something that drew, did not inspire me to go see this movie I mean, and it's that, wonderful that, to hear that the movie so, doesn't have of- that it's wonderful mm-hmm. to hear that that is in line with a lot of the criticisms the story's gotten over the years. Yep. And the movie did its best, to, I think so. and I'm not That's defending it. any of that. Oh, no, no, some but of I'm it is present, it's, but... It's, it's- wonderful for me to see here and hear you guys say like the movie did better mm. and that's mm-hmm. all that a movie interpretation of a book can hope to do is if you have source material that's kind of mm-hmm. either alienating or problematic in some way to rise to that occasion and say like look man it's 2018 let's do better and mm-hmm. that's wonderful like I hope that people listening or, or watching are like you know maybe I will check it out because it does sound like it did a better job mm-hmm. it, did, it did a much better job it also did a better job of like condensing the story and try to make these things make sense Yeah, but it's still getting those same criticisms, and I think a lot of them are still valid. But mm-hmm. also keep in mind, like, it started off 
that original story started off as very imperfect. Mm-hmm. The movie itself has done what it can, but I think it may have been SOL from the very beginning on mm. those particular fronts. Yeah. I really like this picture, but I really like the way it was done and the story they presented and the things that they uh, threw in mm-hmm. that made more sense than they would have in the book. Yes. But at the end of the day, you're right. Um, the relationship between uh, Artemis and, uh, Percival. And, uh, and, thank you, and Percival mm-hmm. uh, is a different take on a princess fantasy. Mm-hmm. You know, those are things you can't get around without completely changing the story. And while I'm not defending that, I do see why it was in there. I would say a, in the book, yes. I say in the movie, no. In the in the in, I I see how they did empower her more. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it was pretty much like they were on that relationship like that. I mean, I think you they know, did that. I think they did it to to establish it is a relationship between it. But the fact that it wasn't her chasing, it wasn't it wasn't dom it wasn't dominated by her just kind of being there. It was it was him being me. weak. It was him, him pursuing her, but she's in her own woman. Mm. She's her own woman making the decision whether or not she even wants to engage with him. At the same time, she had her own vision in mind. It wasn't that I'm chasing after the egg because the boys are chasing after the egg. Mm. It was, um, it was very much I'm doing this because I see something bigger. I'm the bigger person because I see how this impacts our world at large. Um, whereas he was just a self-centered, weak dude in many <laughs> ways, and eventually got empowered, but. Without a doubt, well, he also, she holds this whole thing together because without her, there's no way he could have solved he could have solved it. True. Whereas whereas in the book, he did everything himself and he really didn't need her or anybody. Yeah, honestly. That, that's one thing that's one thing that, that did irk me a little bit. In the book, despite the fact he was he was kind of he was kind of a douche, um, he was more self reliant. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a more capable character. Like mm-hmm. we're more we're more, we're more we're, we're more quick to jump to be on his side mm-hmm. because it's like this is a talented dude who's just in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. He lives in the poorest part, well, essentially the poorest part of the world, mm-hmm. um, and he's getting beaten every day by both his aunt and his. Uh, state yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> wow, wow, damn. All right, <laughs> uh, all right. Any of our listeners that might be in Ohio right now, the views are <laughs> ravishing. Rick Olive, sorry, uh, he's, I'm he's, a Patriots he, guy, so. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thanks for Corey Dillon back in the day. Still Appreciate family it. show. <laughs> kinda, we were talking about dicks earlier. Um, okay, so wall, to wall, wall, to wall. All right, well so played, so we, we still we still have, we still have a few minutes, dude. I want to hear um, your opinions on some of the changes they did make because there is one scene in here that was never in the book, but I think made this movie. And I, I feel like I feel like you know what I'm talking about. You're you talking about the um, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. The, the, the movie scene you talk about, right? Yes. What they call the flick sink when they yeah. found the second mm-hmm. key. Yeah, the flick sink. Now, that did, now, that, now that didn't happen. In the that book didn't happen. It was, it was it was there was there was a movie. It was, those two, very it was two different movies. Yeah. Very different very movies. Different, very <laughs> different movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. I was surprised that they went that route with that movie, mm-hmm. considering the movies that they used in the book. I'm like mm-hmm. the movies they used in the book were. And for for many ways, probably G rated or PG thirteen. Mm. I mean, this was clearly a rated R movie that they used yeah. um, to do the to do the flick sync, and I mm. thought it was amazing. Um, I it, thought they did the best job they could with it mm-hmm. um, because I know one of the big issues with them using um, using the other movies that were in the book was licensing. That was a big part of it. And and it was like, one, it took too much time to be able to photo to uh, to be able to CG all those other people in there, whereas mm. all they had to do was the scene. Yes. For uh, for the movie they used for the movie reference they used, I was the really hoping film. they'd use a little bit. Considering what movie this is, they'd use a little bit of the Simpsons parody of that because that would I would I would I would have made my day. But that's asking that much. Um, Almost messed around, said it. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that, well, that's that's what made it for me. Um, Anyone else? Anyone me too. Almost lost my mind when I when I when I saw that movie was the one they was going to choose. I couldn't believe it. Mm. I couldn't believe it. It caught me off guard. My favorite line was the tab line. When he, uh, he was talking to uh, <laughs> he's talking the, to him the in the head of in the air, and he was just uh, tell him like all this pop pop culture reference, and he's like, yeah. "Yeah, I like to drink tab, and I like to do. I'm like, I, I, I like to drink tab, tab and like and listen to Duran Duran. Give me a tab. I can't give you a tab unless you order something, pal. Like, <laughs> like seriously, with all due respect, everybody in this room, who has drank tab? I did. I've tasted it. Yeah, I got you. I tasted it at some point. That's wait. Where can you get? Where can I get it? <laughs> I got Twenty one years ago, eBay. Nah. <laughs> they did a reboot. They did a reboot. You can find it on eBay ago. and actually like. My mom loves cats. Before the re-releases of everything, <laughs> cats were getting <laughs> like Crystal Pepsi. 
yeah. off eBay. Wow. Cats yeah. were getting, yeah. And Ecto yeah. Cooler. Old, uh, Ecto Cooler. Ecto Cooler. Drinking these old ass juice boxes. I don't know if I want to drink no. Crystal Pepsi from like. I don't want to drink Crystal Pepsi. What are, what are, what are, what are I don't want to drink ones? it when it came out. One of my favorite ones about like two years before the re release of Crystal Pepsi. This dude had a video on, uh, he ordered. Some Crystal Pepsi on YouTube. Oh, I think because I saw it was that. Me, me, me. Twenty-year-old gum on the time show. Like, we can do anything. He cracked it open, and it didn't fizz naturally. Oh man! Cracked it open. And he's like, okay, twenty-year-old Crystal Pepsi. That actually tastes really good. Time lapse. Five minutes later. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. Okay. That was. That was that was uh, something something maybe off. Yeah, I five forgot. minutes later, I'll oh, tell you about the tape. Hair worm. falls out. <laughs> hair falls out. It's like radioactive. With the with the chemo in the span of fifteen minutes. <laughs> oh boy. Um, it actually had cocaine in it. <laughs> I wonder if it you can get that on, crystals. Yeah, get that on eBay. Um, Take that it's, it's it's classic classic coke. Crystals. Classic, classic, classic. Sprinkle a little coke on it. Take a little crack on it. All right, mix is dying for a tab right now. Oh yeah. All right, I I do have to I do have to say um I didn't expect to enjoy this and I really did. Um I have to give it a thumbs up and why not give everything else a thumbs up? Ooh. Final hate. Finish. As Pat drinks his drink, he shows somebody spinning. I hate you. I hate you. I don't even know you. And I'm sh- I-, I hate your guts. I hope all the bad things happen in the world. Nobody uh, except you. Um, it's a movie where you have to you have to uh, acknowledge a few things. Like if you can if you can complain about the uh, the CG, the entire flick takes place in a video game. Yeah. Pretty much. So I mean that's kind of something you can't get around. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the 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 thousand mile stairs. It's gonna happen. They're all animated. Um, mm-hmm. The references are wall to wall. If you think it's excessive, you're probably walking into the wrong movie. Um, they're gonna, they're gonna, they do a lot of stuff differently, mm-hmm. and probably a lot of things you think I would have done it this way. But you know what? Hey, suck it. You didn't make the movie, and I have my complaints. I said a couple of them, including the absolute one that that, that got me because yeah, it's a much yeah, better yeah. reference they could have made, mm-hmm. and they didn't. But I'm assuming that wasn't in the book either. Uh, no, no, that was very different in the book. Okay, wow. read the book. There was so I much am, different in the book. Tomorrow. So much different. And if you're a big fan of the book, watch this, and it's going to be like a Cliff's Notes, where yeah. they change a lot of stuff, and it's much shorter. But if they had done like the book proper, this would have been like the Lord of the Rings trilogy length, mm-hmm. which I will watch every day of my life. You'll watch the Lord of the Rings <laughs> trilogy length, Ready Player One. You heard it here first. I'm ready Mr. to watch Cobb and Doses. No, I'm ready to watch Lord of the Rings every day. All right, and not watch everyone. Two towers yesterday. All right, not everyone's a fan. It's A-OK. Black <laughs> Animalists. We're going to change your mind one day, man. I might give it a try when it's not in theaters. <laughs> I'm on board for it. If you can do it, go ahead. All right, well, that, that, I've gushed about this enough. I don't know why you, why you let me talk so long. JM. Enthusiastic thumbs up. I mean, it's a great study of seeing how you take this book that's a cult classic that it has issues, that has some serious issues, and see someone like Spielberg try to in many ways rectify those issues but at the same time uh, be conscious of the fact that you got younger viewers who are watching this uh, who may not be engaged uh, with 80s culture at the same time uh, you got to make sure you adhere to the PG-13 rating and at the same time make sure you get all those licensing so it's really good to be able to see how he was able to do this so for me it's watching a Spielberg project is what's interesting to me about it so I love that good thumbs up all right um, thumbs up for me, man. Um, I, as somebody who's never seen the property, read the book, made me buy the books because I really want to read it and see what the differences are. But simultaneously, I enjoyed it because it just helped me connect with my kid a little more because my kid really enjoyed it. And like, hmm. I'm not lying when I tell you we went home and played Battletoads on my little uh, Sega Sega nice. emulator. I was like, because <laughs> they're all over the movie, and I kept saying Battletoads. He's like, what the hell is a Battletoads? Wait, <gasps> yes, like, so, so, wait, 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 wait. So, 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 was he like? Damn, what are those? You're like, I'm going to show you, son. You put it on. He's like, what the hell is this? Why do you hate oh. that game? He's, 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 he's like, he's like he, Dad, he, how you he, give me a game that I can't beat? He, he enjoyed no playing it with me for like the first 20 minutes, and then he just said, hey, I got to go back to Rainbow Six. It's a, oh yeah. <laughs> you, you can't go home again, brother. It's not his generation. No, I know. You can't you, go home again. You know what that is? That's DL Hughley, that whole thing. Yeah, that's the so. equivalent of forcing someone who spends his days playing like Counter Strike to, hey, no, let me show you how we played in back in my day. You give him a hoop with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> back in my day. So you, you, you said you the thing and spin it. Oh, you say you have a, you say you have a Genesis console. I, it's like an emulator. I bought it. Okay, it's, I, uh, it's like a console. Like I, I thought you rolled up. Replica model. Took the cartridge. 
What is that? That's not a disc. I can go out tomorrow and buy physical cartridges and actually slide it. It looks like the old 16. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I got that one. I got that one. I know you said it's like, hold on, what? You broke it out. Let me get that. My son doesn't understand. your mind, son. Let me go get my game genie to work this out, son. That's what I'm saying. All right, all right. So, okay, so hold up now. Now, properly, what does this get on the Richter? Scale. Two thumbs up. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to make that joke. Let's go all your reviews from now on the Richter scale. I'm going up two thumbs up. I enjoy it. <laughs> all right. All right. So that's Ready Player One. It's available in theaters now. Starring Ty Hedgerton. Um, I don't, I don't want to call him Joel. Ed. I don't know why. Um, Ty Sheridan. God dang it. Looks like, yeah, uh, looks, in, uh, looks like a young skinny Tom Hardy. the Tree of Life, by the young way. The Terrence Malick movie. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that fool looks like Tom Hardy from Star Trek. Oh, Tell me about it. Ever seen Layer Cake? All right. Anyway, you know I keep forgetting that he was that villain because he's scrawny as uh, dude, yeah. He looks nothing pick. like he does now. <laughs> Absolutely what? not. It's, Tom Hardy. Have he, you seen? He was the nem- uh, nemesis. He was the villain. He was the Romulan. Yeah. No. Tom Hardy was the Romulan in that. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He was not, the not, villain. Well, he was the the clone. The clone, the clone of Romulan or whatever. He okay. Was. Like he wasn't the main Romulan in that. No. No. He was the clone of Picard. Yeah. Yeah. He was no. Uh, he was the captain uh, of the Shinzon. ship. Was the Shinzon? <laughs> he was captain of the ship in that one, right? Yeah. Shinzon. That was the skinny ass Tom Hardy. Yeah, I know. I think you. That's why I keep forgetting. Whenever I see, it, I was like, "Damn, I forgot." Oh, stop it! <laughs> oh, brother. All, All right, right. Tom, Tom Hart. Wait, well, okay. Well, well I want to know officially. What Are we the, talking what about the, the twink, twink, twink? We have scale? we have exactly. Um, no minus two minutes because we are over time now. Uh, I just want to know. He started off as a twink. What is he now? He started off as a twink. Yeah. Then, yeah. then he was a, a twunk d- when he was like. So a twunk, a twunk is like he was he was like a little too old to still be a twink, and he was starting to get ripped, so he was a twunk. So now he's on like a sliding scale. Depends. It depends because like I would put him at like you know maybe like a if not a full bear maybe like a cub in Mad Max for example. But he's not hairy. But no man, I mean there's different grades to this. We're asking now. There's different grades to this. I mean it depends on what you're what he's in. Because, you know, he's such a chameleon. It depends on like how how beefy is he. That's true. Because you know if you're talking about legends, for example, I mean. We're right back into possibly like a twunk dance. I mean, even scenario. even that movie uh, Warriors when we played when he played the MMA guy with a teacher or whatever and his brother. Yeah, we're like, like if we're talking about like Bronson, ridic- if we're talking about Bronson, so ridiculous like, for that movie. That like, mustache. No, he shot up. He had to juice. Mm. All right, that's juicing. All right, we got it. All right, so, 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 and then so this has been the uh, uh, Tom Hardy scale from so, Twink so, to Tom Hardy uh, from Twink. Thanks twunk. for listening in to the Geek Down. And, uh, <laughs> All right, this has been the Geek Down here on the You can uh, oh, like, email any Stop it. We need off of Tom need, Hardy's oh. original MySpace, still available in Google. It's still up there. Can we get some final Black Adam Willis looked down at the microphone and said, This is my life. Tom Hardy ain't crap, man. Oh, stop. Final You love Tom Hardy. All right, this has been the Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. I want to thank you all for joining us in the house. I want to thank Jam the Thriller Priest. Peace, peace. I want to thank Mixed Macabre. Please look up Tom Hardy's MySpace photos. Uh, <laughs> I want to thank Black Adam Willis. Yes, I want to thank Ravishing Rick... Rick, Rick, Rick Ravishing Rick Rollins. Ravishing Rick Olive. Yes. I want to thank Rick the Scale, Rick Olive. Rick the Scale. Rick the Scale. On the Rick the Scale dumpster. Oh, man. He goes home to his just wife and Rick's Jenny. the Scale. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, right. And I want to thank just Johnny. You. I'm sorry for that lead in, but I was going to call you tonight like, damn it, Pat. Why are you talking about me on the radio? <laughs> Uh, and want to thank you, the listeners. Yes. For, oh, what is happening? Yes. Want to thank you, the listeners, for joining us. You can catch us every Monday nights right here on WMFRadio.com. You can also hit show. us up if, on Geek <laughs> Down Radio. Sorry. What the hell? If you heard anything you, tonight you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. Also, you can go to geek-down.com and see all the good stuff in the archives. The Anime Boston Review will be up very soon. Also, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. Catch us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter. Stop eating. On SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube. We are all over the mother. If you subscribe, you can catch us on a regular basis. We'll catch you all next bat time. Stop. (laughs) Next Monday night, 9 p.m. Same bat time, same bat channel. But until then, be excellent to each other. Peace. Peace. Do you need a 
24-7 jam space in Boston to play as loud as you want, contact us at soundmuseum.net and we can hook you up. Play as loud as you want, when you want. Play at the Sound Museum. 